Okay, welcome to the Footy Museum and the Footy Museum podcast. We had a small break, but we're back. Woo! Back in the USA, like every European soccer club in the world. <laughs> there are so much extremely talented people playing very mediocre soccer in the US right now. Mm. From La Liga to, to Premier League, it's just it's a magical time. Love summer. <laughs> it is. Love. It's crazy though. Like all these skinny... Watch like the other day I was watching. Um, I caught a bit of Arsenal, Manchester, uh, United, and playing on like the skinny American football field. <laughs> it just feels, you know, and like Eric Ten Hag in his like golf shirt, short sleeve. It just didn't quite out of place. It's just not yeah. quite right. And um, it was also not quite right to watch Arsenal humiliate the MLS All Stars. Oh, I didn't watch that. That All Star game doesn't work in soccer. I don't think it works anywhere, but... If it's, what, NBA is just like back and forth dunking. But don't put an all-star together and then say, we're going to play one of the best teams in the world. Like, yeah, what? How do you think that's going to go? Humiliatingly. Yes. And coached by like, um, you know, the uh, England's happiest drunk, Wayne Rooney. <laughs> just <laughs> like... I saw after the game, someone asked him, what did you learn from coaching the MLS all-stars? And he said, absolutely nothing. <laughs> That's that's the an spirit. honest answer. <laughs> Who was in that game? Who was on the All Star team? You know, it wasn't even like the best players. It was just who was available. I don't. I think it's based on voting and stats, but um, Messi wasn't there. <laughs> but it was just like a mediocre squad, and I mean, they didn't stand a chance. They didn't play together, um, and it's just a silly event. I think it makes the league look kind of silly, but mm. that's all right. That's fine. At least they didn't have to wear those kits that Arsenal was wearing. I didn't see them. What do they look like? They look like 1990s water polo balls. Um, but there's so much going on. Oh, yeah, those are... Mm. We got preseason. <laughs> yeah. They're like highlighter. They're highlighter, squiggly. The next level. Not even... I don't get it. Uh, but the preseason's going on, not just... Um, Premier League. There's Bundesliga's teams playing in the U.S., La Liga. There's transfer. A lot of transfers happening. Of course, MLS is going on. They, they're in a break. They're entering League's Cup, which I've watched a few games. It's actually really fun and exciting. I recommend if you haven't watched any games. We watched oh, we watched Inter-Miami. Uh, well, well, that was pretty exciting. It was. It yeah. w well, we cut away halfway through because the U.S. Women's National Team was playing. Well, that's know. the other thing going but on. Then we cut back in the half, oh. and we got to see the messy goal. The golazo, at the end. Um, and the and the World Cup is going on. So it's just, it's it's a wealth of off season, on seasonness. There's so much. So much soccer. is. <laughs> me and Jeremy survived Star Wars night at Fire last week. Oh, that's right. You went to the uh, you went to the uh, Star Wars themed night, and it was Chicago versus Montreal. Montreal. And, I th and Star you brought Wars your night. weather curse. Just yeah. a reminder: last time you and Jeremy, your husband, went to a game, it was 2015, 12, 5 degrees. It was freezing. It was like five below zero with wind chill. chill. And we stayed outside the whole time. Oh and this God. time we had severe storms and tornadoes. Two and, tornado warnings, and right? And we survived that as well. <laughs> I feel bad. I thought you were going to have good weather. It was beautiful after that. Yeah. But you did see a win. Yes, we saw it. Well, we didn't actually stay the whole time because the game was delayed by like two hours. Yes. And Jeremy is like 
grown up with a real job who had a presentation to give him the president of fifa yeah Yeah. so very important very important person and so we could only stay for the first half but all three goals were scored during that half so that was great it was very exciting but we were also in a section that seemed to have a lot of first-time soccer viewers (laughs) which was really entertaining for us to like listen to the conversations and the people behind us were like so nobody can touch the ball with their hands at all You sure they weren't pranking? <laughs> no, she was for real. I think she was like really familiar with hockey rules, it seemed. Oh, where you can slap the ball down? Yeah. So she's like, only the goalie can touch it? That seems very <laughs> fundamental. I, I don't know. know. That's I what was know. surprising. It seemed like, yeah, I don't know. It was funny. We call it, we, we were like, oh, we must have been in the Groupon section. Yeah. But it was cute. Well, and the Fire have won, won the last, what was it? Uh, five out of their last six games before the uh, the summer break. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. I missed a lot of them because I was working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they moved up into playoff contention and I hope they That's can That's very keep. exciting. And of course, Chicago is in the League's Cup and their group has Minnesota and then the uh, Liga MX club is Puebla. So that'll be fun. Maybe they can get some momentum through that tournament at least get out of the knockout round so they don't have too much time off. For uh, those, for for that um, group stage, would you expect to see them playing their starters or playing some lesser? I think that, I think with the prize money, I think each round you progress, there's like millions of dollars oh, of money okay. for clubs. And there's nothing else going on and they want to keep their team in form. I think you'll see okay. their starters. And that so far... Clubs have been playing their starters and they've been playing to win. I also think there's a lot of... Bec- I also think MLS is using this tournament to try to win over the huge um, Mexican football fan base in the United States. Because mm-hmm. every time a Liga MX team comes to the U.S., they sell out hmm. giant stadiums to watch. Yeah, And MLS has never been able to fully capture that audience. So I think a months-long tournament if they can show their quality against these top teams, um, I think their goal is also like, let's win over some fans. That's smarter than an all-star game. It is smarter than an all-star <laughs> game, which lost fans around the world. <laughs> Luckily, just a few days later was the Messi game, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, well, I'll just go in. We're talking about domestic stuff. Yeah, that, so that's what I was thinking about. And and speaking of the Messi game, I had you and I had spoken last week, and I was like, you know, Messi's gonna find it harder than he thinks. Uh huh. You can't just stroll in, um, and so stroll in Messi. Well, stuff. to be fair, this was not a true MLS game. It was against Cruz Azul from Mexico, the last place team in Mexico versus the last place team in the U.S., which Messi now happens to be on, along with half of just watch them climb up above that playoff <laughs> They have to basically win every game to do that, which maybe they'll do. So anyway, um, the temporary weird stadium down in Miami was packed. Celebrities. Oh, my goodness. The Beckhams were there. Um, And then I think it was like the 54th minute or something, Messi came on. Um, It went crazy. But then (laughs) shortly after it came on, Cruz Azul um, tied the game. Uh And then there was a feeling like maybe this is going to be a bust. Uh Uh-huh. and it looked like it was going to go to penalties because all the League's Cup games have no overtime. They go straight to penalties. Oh, because they, they don't, don't want, even end in ties. They don't want ties. They're trying to keep it exciting and have clear winners. They get um, a free kick 
in the 94th minute? It was up. It was an extra time for sure. Yeah, I think yeah. it was 94th minute. And he helped draw that too, didn't he? I think he? he's the one who got fouled. Yeah, he got kind of like sandwiched between two Cruz Azul players. Um, and it was, but it was about 24 yards out. It wasn't mm-hmm. close. Mm-mm. I mean, it was outside the box. Um, so he walked up and almost effortlessly. Yeah, me and Jeremy were just like chit-chatting and then suddenly it went in. We were like, what? He just effortlessly <laughs> curled it perfectly to the top mm-hmm. left corner um, and they won the game. And it was an amazing moment, but we've seen him do this before. But what I love more is that he was like genuinely smiley the afterwards. smile on his face was really like i've not endearing. this is not a psg smile i ever saw well wasn't he miserable there clearly yeah and then he ran over and hugged his family and it was like and by all accounts he has been um an awesome teammate like getting tickets for other players he dedicated after that game there's a photo of them in the locker room he's holding up a, um, a another player's jersey Someone by the name of Frey. Was that the kid who got injured? He got injured after really coming early. back from yeah. other injuries. So Messi was like, let's dedicate the, the game to Frey. And you see Messi holding up his jersey. Um, so I think it's just like, it's clear that the lines are drawn. Ronaldo is the force of darkness. <laughs> and Messi is the force of light. And MLS is... Sounds like Star Wars night. Is, yes. <laughs> is the resistance. And uh, the Saudi League is the empire. I'm just going to say. Um, but it's exciting. <laughs> I've never heard the U.S. compared to the resistance before. <laughs> Only when it comes to soccer. <laughs> um, we played our like C national men's team in the Gold Cup and lost um, in the semifinals uh, in a shootout, which uh, to Panama. How do you feel about bad. them playing like the C team? Did they? How much does the U.S. Well, care about the Gold Cup? I think with the League's Cup, which came just before it, because that's earlier in the summer, it's going to get priority because all of our top players had not had a break. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of July, start preseason. So they needed Mm. some time off. You know what I mean? The only player that continued was Matt Turner, but he's the second string at Arsenal. So he's probably not, didn't need as much and he's just just really into it. Uh But I think like, um, like Bulligan... Pulisic, um, everyone on the starting squad of our A-team had not stopped. And they had the World Cup year. And so they weren't going to play the tournament. And I think if the scheduling always stays the same, they'll never play the Gold Cup if it's right after League's Cup and that timing. Now, was it a waste? If you know you're not going to have your A-team, why play the people you know who are never going to be on your A-team? Why not play your under-20 your under 23 squad. Oh, that makes sense. Like, and just throw them in there and see what happens. You hmm. know what I mean? And, yeah. Give and them like, some time. Because some of those players you might need for the next World Cup. So, I mean, why do you want to see middle-aged MLS players who we've gotten a lot of shots at? They're not, they're not going to be a squad um, and you're not going to win the tournament. So I, th- I do think it was wasted hmm. that way. Um, and it's just too much. There's just too many of these tournaments like back to back. So, it's just such a packed summer. Yeah. yeah no so, breaks. So what have you been looking at? What, well, what's yeah. going on with, with Leeds? Same Z's. Well, Leeds. We um, are the championship. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been like kind of watching the transfer news to see who's staying, um, at least from the Americans. And uh, I mean, Aronson's moving to Union Berlin on loan. 
Yes, so I think that's a great move. We could see him back again eventually. Um, but McKinney and uh, Tyler Adams, still still no news. Well, McKinney's back at Juventus. But aren't they going to loan him out too? There's still that, that question. There was yeah. some talk a while that, that he was no longer part of their picture and he wasn't going to be part of camp. But he's, they did bring him back in and he is in the U.S. with them. But yeah, I don't see him staying there. Um, Adams, I heard rumor that he might, they might try to keep him. I heard that too, but... Um, I mean, they need him. I mean, they, they would need him to get back up right away. Yeah. But how realistic do you think that would be? Oh, Wait, no. He, he, I, hold on. He just got injured. He's out <gasps> until September. Yeah. Again? Yeah. Sorry. He was, he's injured. He's out um, past the September FIFA break. So maybe we're looking at a winter transfer. Then. Is it I the same injury again, like a repeat? It seems like it's a hamstring again. Oh, yeah. Ouch. He had been linked with Villa and Brighton. I mean, Brighton would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, maybe we'll see. I mean, I think his quality still shows. And, it, he, and up until this point, he hasn't been real injury prone. So this is going to be a tough test for Adams. Um, we'll see. Speaking of another Leeds midfielder, yes. a former one, um, there's a new documentary on Amazon Prime about Calvin Phillips called The Road to City. Oh. And I haven't checked it out yet, but I'm looking forward and to that's it. That's where his road stopped because he hasn't really yeah, played he hasn't since really he got played there. <laughs> He's getting a little um, screen time uh, doing um, just like B-Squad England stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. That'll be some must-watch programming. Yeah, we'll see what happens in that. <laughs> otherwise, um, when it comes to Leeds, they just dropped their new kit for the new season. That's a an Adidas kit. And I got to say, I kind of dig it. Mm, let's look at yeah. this. Okay, simple. It's simple, but mm-hmm. check out the embossing pattern. Oh, okay. So, so what is that? What would you call so it? Sunrise? Or? No, it's peacock feathers. Oh, so it's just a, peacock a white oh. embossed repeating peacock that feather nice. pattern. And it's really subtle and it's nice and geometric and it's a callback to their nickname, the peacocks. Um, and then on the back of the neck, there's also a very graphic um, old school callback to their peacock crest. What did the, where does the peacock come from again? Um, there's like a pub near oh, the old stadium. Right. It's like old peacock or something. And now they are also um, the owners of uh, the 49ers are now yeah, majority owners, right? And I think they wanted Adams involved, and that's one of the reasons why they're trying to get him to stay. Well, maybe the injury, if he was going to stay anyway, maybe it's not so bad. Hmm. Um, because if he wasn't worried about a transfer, being back September, October, you still have pretty much the full season. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe you don't get so worn out in the championship because they play so often and so mm-hmm. physical. Yeah, um, that's true. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. I do like this kit definitely better than the ones last year. Yeah. So maybe it's a sign of good things to come. Yeah, I think it's classy. <laughs> it is. Yeah. You're going to get one? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I have to show my support because... Uh, You're not just a bandwagoner. Yeah, not, not a bandwagoner. What is boxed? I assume it's a company. <laughs> Let's see. Boxed. 
Drink boxed is a what? It's alcohol, maybe? Wine? Boxed wine. <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> is it the same? I wonder if it's the same company. Um, there's a lot of... It's also uh, boilers, air conditioners, and units. It's probably that. <laughs> <laughs> I, would be, I would be happier if it was the boxed wine. I searched boxed UK and it's um, the, the heating and cooling. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. But of course, um, so there's a lot going on. Things are heating up. It's exciting. We're about a month away from the Premier League kickoff, right? It's just going to fly by. It's going to fly by. Um, we'll start following Lutton Town. It's very exciting. Weekend mornings will be back in a different way, a special way. Um, MLS is still going. I'm looking for you're going to see the Miami Fire game to see Messi. I think they're going to sell out the whole stadium. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Um, hopefully, the Fire keep up their form. But the biggest news, clearly, is that we are in another World Cup summer slash winter because where they're playing is winter. But although the weather everywhere else, maybe that's that's a good idea. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are. Uh, just a few days in to the 2023 World Cup in New Zealand and Australia. Woo! Um, and we thought we would just each highlight some things that we've noticed, maybe more towards the visual line, but if there's other storylines as well, um, I think that makes sense. So what has stood out to you from this World Cup so far? The first visual design thing <laughs> that has stood out to me from this Women's World Cup is the U.S. and their awesome suits. Oh, that's what I was going to bring up too. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These suits are fantastic. Everything about them is perfect. I describe them as looking like um, futuristic flight attendants. Okay. But in the best way. So these are, um, they were designed by Nike and uh, Martin Martine Rose. Um, and they are dark blue with like a, they're double-breasted. Is that what you call that when it's like buttoned over like yeah. that? So the, the one side buttons far over, very high, high button mm -hmm. for a suit with the U.S. patch on one side and then just the white shirt underneath. And then a lot of the players, I think they were probably all asked to, but just some of them also wearing kind of the clear cool sunglasses. future shades. And, you know, like it was very like, business yeah um i think i think rapino was a little too much into it no, in no, 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 no. <laughs> just enough somebody's no. gotta somebody's <laughs> gotta do it somebody's gotta have that energy um so so you liked this mm -hmm. tell me what you liked about it i well i think the fabric is amazing it's kind of it's if you look close it has like a cross pattern like a soccer yeah field. it's just yeah. like a little bit shiny mm -hmm. um i these are a gender neutral they're meant to be a, like a completely gender neutral suit which I think is effective. Something I, you would imagine like in, uh, when Olympians wear something. Yeah, I, like I compared them to like future flight attendants, futuristic flight attendants. Mm -hmm. Jeremy said they look like um, Japanese high schoolers. Oh. Um, I just think they're very smart and sharp. Do most Japanese high schoolers become flight attendants? N no, I think just they're just really smart looking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a, it's a good, crisp, um, like futuristic but familiar silhouette. So... I have a question about the, uh -huh. these. 
I, I would I would pair them with white sneakers. Not a lot of players did. I think they're enhanced by a white shoe. I, well, I think they all have contracts um, when it comes to their shoes. Um, and they were going to play games. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, you know, the, the look is like we're here to take care of business. We are the U.S. Uh, women's national team. We, you know, we basically built the women's game. It's a real boss energy. Um, but I have a question because mm-hmm. I think all World Cups, but especially this World Cup, there is a uh, highlighting the strong disparity between the development of the game between countries, right? So like the U.S.'s first game was against um, Vietnam, Mm -hmm. first ever World Cup match. Other teams like Haiti um, and, you know, teams like Jamaica that were actually fielding 17-year-old high school junior from from, uh, U.S. was on their, on Jamaica squad who are really trying to figure it out um, and scrapping. And the U.S. has played like two of the highest paid uh, female soccer players in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Morgan and, and uh, of course, Rapino. And the U.S. is boss, no doubt. But I wonder in marching into the game against Vietnam that does not have that support and being like, showing that is that like a national team attitude do you want your national team attitude to like march in cocky like that or to be like in that role do you want them to be a little more i think there's two audiences here yeah there's like the world audience Mm -hmm. um and then there's just u.s women yeah as an audience Yeah, yeah i think this was a moment for u.s women okay like me and my friends who were like, these people are amazing. Like, look uh-huh. at them, look at them owning their power. Like they're professionals. They're going to deliver the world audience. Nobody roots for Goliath. That's true. Nobody's rooting for the U S and that's okay because <laughs> like the, they need competition. And so like Vietnam didn't, they, they were putting up a really good fight. Well, that's what I was going to say. Great also is like uh so noted absolutely yeah. boss um but following up on those teams is a lot of these less developed club, lesser developed clubs have been going all out so yeah vietnam came out playing incredibly physical and uh-huh. visibly knocked the u.s off their game i mean they're coming the keeper in was so good with hard fouls the keeper had so many blocks so I, th- I even think 3-0 was not an accurate portrayal of that game. I think it was closer than that, especially because you had that one goal kind of freakishly trickle in at the mm-hmm, end of yeah. the first half. U.S. deserved to win, um, but Vietnam really stood up. I, Haiti the other day kept uh, England. Mm-hmm. They lost 1-0, and it was only on a penalty kick that had to be retaking. And I think Haiti had a lot of point, a lot of opportunity um, to take that game. And watching that game... Oh my gosh. Um, Haiti have probably the most exciting um, player in the tournament. I think, did you watch the game? No, I saw the highlights though. Um, so I might, so, so Dumornay is, is her last name. Her first name I might slaughter is Melchi or Mel, I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, 19, she plays for Lyon. Um, I, the parts I watched, 
she was just blowing by hmm. English players and had like so much control and touch, like such a dynamic player. And it was really exciting, especially on a team like Haiti for a country that is needs something to celebrate, right? Yes. Um, they were fantastic to watch. Um, Jamaica uh, uh, pulled out a draw against France, I believe, right? Yeah, I think it was. Um, so, it, so I think that there's been some... There haven't been any like blowouts. No, and these yeah. smaller teams that people are kind of like taking for granted, I think I've come to play in a way that now that we have tiers in the women's game where there's these very high power teams, um, don't play that way anymore. You know what I mean? They like the US, Netherlands, Spain, you know, they have very polished games with very polished players. Um, and I think in a World Cup, you can come up against teams who are just ready for a scrap. Mm -hmm. And it can throw you off your game when yeah. you're used to like really high level. I call this the youth group volleyball effect. <laughs> There's a very real thing when you play like just pick up volleyball with a bunch of wild cards. Yeah. That any skill that you possess as a player is out the window. Like, and everyone's like, oh, you should be better. You play right. for your high school team and you're like no this is chaos right I, there's anything could happen here and then the tallest person just wins <laughs> and for a long time me growing up that was like the way the u.s played u.s men's played because hmm. they were they were that role for a long time and they would just go in and so chaos and it was all about and it's been fun to watch these teams they no longer have the um I think in addition, there's no longer the fear of the top level teams. Like hmm. I think it used to be like the US was like the dream team, you know, like uh, like the 90s dream team when they went to play, the other team was half in all the mm. whole time. And I feel like I've seen games with this team where it was like that. They're like, oh my God, we're playing the US and it was never there. I think you're seeing sure. that fear is gone. And I think it's it's just going to be a very... How many good tournament? There's gonna be. I think there's gonna be some upsets. But like two in the regular club season, how many of these international players are all playing together on the same club? No, that's true. Yeah. That I think it points to the growth of the the game and yeah. the, um, and how that affects the quality everywhere. Because yeah. a for-profit team, like I was saying, this um, Haitian player, you know, plays in France. Yeah. Um, when you have for-profit teams, they're gonna find the best players. Mm -hmm. So it's exciting. It's exciting. Um, and I think the the stadiums, the pitches, everything has looked really awesome. I remember when I went to the um, World Cup when it was in Canada in 2015, we saw um, Germany versus France in Montreal. And FIFA refused to cover, first of all, they agreed to have AstroTurf stadiums <laughs> and they refused to cover it with grass. So we were inside the Olympic Stadium in Montreal Horrible pitch. And I remember walking around. Awesome crowd. Amazing game. Um, the, there are so many French fans there. I think that connection with uh, French Canada. Mm, that makes um, sense. But like the stadium, you walk around and it was like half the concessions closed and the other half had like hastily printed like World Cup uh, oh. menu boards like taped over. Like no enthusiasm from... 
There was the tons production. of enthusiasm from everyone there. But not the production of the whole thing. Not from FIFA. You know what I mean? And 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 not from Canada. And I think from what we've learned from the Canadian Soccer Federation, they have a lot of issues. <laughs> like, I don't know if you've been following, but it's kind of a mess. Um, and that was so disappointing. So um, it's great to see how that's changed too because it just seems like everything is like the level it should be. Hmm. Um, the funny thing is though, all the stadiums are circular. They're so round. Do you know why? Is there... There's a specific reason. Hmm. These aren't, these aren't soccer-specific stadiums. Are They're they? not soccer-specific. Is this because of... Rug? Is this because of... It's because of cricket. Oh. Cricket has a circular field. Um, so it's all these uh, circular stain, which I think look amazing. Yeah, but it's but not very close seats. Yeah, if you're on the sideline, <laughs> you're pretty far from the edge. One other thing um, that I'm excited for mm-hmm. that I haven't seen yet is those Adidas Away kits um, that we've talked about before. The uh, ones that are based on the natural landscapes of their countries. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited to see those in person, particularly the Sweden one. Um, cause that was my favorite out of all of them based on like fjords and rocks and stuff. <laughs> we'll see how that translates to TV, but, um, yeah, I'm, that's one thing I'm anticipating. That's going to be exciting. I mean, one tricky thing with this one though, is actually watching. Yeah. It's hard because to it's catch. like, I think the early kickoff is like at 2am and then the late kickoff is like five or five thirty. Now, I think they're trying to do U.S. games as afternoon games because then they're like at 9 p.m. here. That's kind of that. So like a really early. um, But (laughs) yeah. How does that factor to Europe? How close are they? They're even farther. I mean, they're, I think they're, oh, but then it might work to its advantage. So like. The next day. (laughs) Yeah, no, it works to their advantage. So they're like at, um. So England is what five hours ahead or behind us? Ahead. Ahead. So if it's two a.m. here, it's it's uh, seven a.m. there. Yeah. Oh, that works great. So for it's them. better for them. So they're like twelve hours difference, but it works out. So like a or whatever. Yeah. So they're reasonable morning hours. So it's like how we watch the Premier League here. They can have it for oh, the World Cup. Um, watch. They're gonna love it. And then they're going to change all of their weekend games to mornings. And, and it'll be at night here. And we're going to be like... At 10 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they make too much money from the U.S. mornings. Oh. Um, the other thing that's... So all that, yes, definitely come by. The stadiums, the field, the, uh, the suits. Um, um, seeing every t- I'm still not a fan of the U.S. splatter paint kits. It's growing on me. You know what happened? Jeremy had a laundry accident (laughs) and he was like, he was like, oh man. And he tossed me his white shirt that had all these specks all over it. And I was like, you get a U.S. kit? And he's like, no, it's from the grill. It was just like dirt from the grill that stuck in his white shirt. Oh my gosh. It was pretty funny. Um, I, I, the other ones have grown on me. The ones with the bright red, um, the kind of like um, snake skin, uh, embossing one. and then the bright red accents and because the, they have like kind of lightning socks I, I think i prefer those let's talk about one other thing and that is the branding for this world cup 
Okay. It matches the flowers so, on your table. <laughs> it's, two, it's two countries, right? It's in Australia and New Zealand. It looks like the catchphrase is beyond greatness. Um, and their main, the main logo, which also kind of has dictated the color scheme for all of their branding, um, is kind of broke up into three sections, a large vertical rectangle in the top, uh, which has FIFA Women's World Cup with a linear drawing of the trophy. And then above that is a central uh, soccer ball surrounded by two concentric circles of what I see as flags, like mm-hmm. square flags um, of different colors, but kind of in the pastel range, but also in a range that relate to, I think, the host countries colors and the it's nice the white is not a white it's like a creamy mm-hmm. um royal silk we call <laughs> oh, it. oh yeah royal <laughs> silk is a great description and then nowhere near a chantilly lace no nowhere near a chantilly lace that would be an awful choice and the bottom is divided into two small squares um on the left is uh, au above nz for australia new zealand and then stacked 2023 20, um and then they the branding campaign is really picked up on the colors from the flags, um, which have a, because they're like, they're tertiary, uh, slightly, you know, they're not real vibrant. They're slightly faded or pastel. They have a, um, a retro feeling, I would say. Mm-hmm. I think that combined with the off-white. So it has a feeling of like a 1960s, I would say, World Cup poster i think that's uh, emphasized by like kind of the very clean graphic nature of it mm-hmm. as well um and then a lot of their campaign has overlapping geometric squares that kind of relate to that so when they have text it's the same uh, font that they use which i do like um in the logo and then in the background they'll have uh, in the background they'll have uh, kind of color shapes based on the color scheme from the design. Thoughts? There are things I like about it. Okay, let's hear them. Um, I do like the colors. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I would say that it feels um, it feels kind of safe. Yeah. And it feels... Um, uh, I, I don't know. Do you feel like you've seen stuff like this just before? Like, it's just kind of typical right now? Like, there's not much new going on here? Yeah, I think, and I think with a lot of sports events, especially FIFA sanctioned, you're going to get some safe decisions. I think that the kind of, um, the rounded edge font, just at the very small level, there's not a lot of, like, hard edges, um, it seems safe and corporate that way. I think the main logo of the soccer ball inside those two circles, that's probably my favorite aspect. And I think more because it of that nostalgic quality, you know, like um, I think back, back to like posters you see from earlier World Cups where it's like, we're it's straightforward, direct. We're having this tournament. It's not about our mm-hmm. World Cup mascot or like some... Um, even though they, they do have the saying beyond greatness, they're not emphasizing some 
pretending there's some greater thing beyond just a great tournament. Yeah. You know, it but it is, it's just, you know, it's fine. It kind of looks like a daisy, like a flower. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, I like it less when you say that. Yeah, I, I think I noticed that just because there are flowers on your table. Um, yeah. I wonder if that's intentional. I mean, I don't... Or if they're just coming out, they start with the soccer ball at the center. I don't know. I see, like, primarily, I saw flags, too. Like, Because mm-hmm. because of the spacing between each one, it definitely looks like flags. I do wonder, are there too many colors? Yeah, so it is a lot. And then, um, and the branding, that pink isn't the same as the pink that's in the logo. Like, on the banner image behind it. I think it is. I think the darker version is. So, okay. the they... When they do the larger shapes behind text or logos, they are kind of different embossed looking uh, monochromatic patterns within those shapes. So supposedly, like saying here, they they were trying to incorporate indigenous designs and history and worked with um, indigenous artists in the development of the design. I do, um, and it's nice to see indigenous design represented in a modern yeah. way, a modern way. Um, so that it doesn't feel. And the patterns and shapes were designed by Aboriginal tools for or representing gatherings of people. Um, so that 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 I think it does. I think it's subtle in the final piece. Um, I would give it a B. Sure. He's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. Better? Do you like it better or um, not as much as the coming U.S. branding that they've released for the the U.S. North American World Cup? Um, let me refresh on that. Um, boy, I like it better. <laughs> yeah, me too. So <laughs> the uh, the U.S. one to me talk about like overly trendy. This is like a thousand percent. So just fatty, a fatty two over a fatty six with mm-hmm. just the little similar uh, curve ins to suggest the two and the six with a photo. A of, photo. It's a, a photo. With a Photoshop photo of, of the trophy on top. And then, you know what it looks like? It looks like the logo for FIFA 26, like a video game. Mm-hmm. The thing that I like about this is that when they play it, um, when they released it, they, they did a ton of just quick graphic animation uh work on it Mm -hmm. um and it was it could be transformed really easily okay and so that was nice so it was really versatile in that way uh with colors and shapes and textures and whatnot flying in and and coming in and off of it but um on its own it's a bit of a blank canvas yeah and maybe like you said maybe that's intentional um we'll see it's a long time off and I don't know. It's you know, at least it's the more I look at it, at least it's a little more confident in its stance. You know what I mean? It didn't try choice. to fit everything yeah. in. There was a choice. It does um it does look basically it ends up looking like a video game cover. Like there's nothing to suggest the North America aspect of it mm-hmm. or the three country aspect no, of it. Not at all. Um, there's not even like three elements on the thing. Or yeah. I mean, so So I think a lot about any design, some point the story behind it is important, mm-hmm. right? So I, I the one of the, the, the Summer's World Cup, it's okay 
interesting story. You like what they try to incorporate and it, it's tied into the location. I the, wonder just... This one doesn't seem that way. I or, wonder how much just cultural appropriation of tribal patterns has ruined anything impactful that they can really do with this true. too because they they took traditional patterns and modernized them which feels familiar somehow right even though it's something that belongs to them so hmm. it's tough i don't i don't um it also see the, the i'm talking about the 2026 one for the north american world cup it seems coldly corporate so maybe mm. that's why it's like like Ideally, because it's devoid of uh, any sort of place or reference to cultural identity, mm-hmm. it is just, um, it's like FIFA is ho- hosting its own <laughs> World Cup. It's you know like what I mean? the country FIFA. Yes, uh, FIFA yeah. World Cup in, in FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing. It almost, um, they're re- they're resting very heavily on the looks of the trophy, which um, is kind of a weird and kind of ugly looking trophy. But we'll see. So, you know, I think Australia and New Zealand, it's okay. Um, I haven't seen a lot of different iterations of it. I think it's comfortable is what it is. Yeah. It's comfortable. I'm going to have to pay more attention to how they break it up and use it overall. Mm. Um, So, all right. Anything else? I'll let you know how that Calvin Phillips documentary. Okay, I can't wait to get it down. <laughs> it's going to probably be so ho <laughs> All right, and if you haven't, check us out on social. We are now on threads. You, can, you can find us at the Footy Museum. Um, also follow us on Instagram, um, MySpace, uh, Tumblr. Friendster, Tumblr, <laughs> Zanga, Facebook. <laughs> and we are on what's soon to be called X, but we don't go there very often. Um, what is it? What is that? Elon Musk is changing the name of Twitter to X, and the logo is no longer a bird; it's an X. Are you serious? Yes. When did this? He's canceling himself. <laughs> when did this happen? Like yesterday, announced it. Oh my goodness! Um, you know why I didn't know? Because I'm not on Twitter. Well, I think he, he's just working up. He's just two X's away from what he really wants it to be. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, my point is: follow us, check out our website, um, and subscribe to this podcast. And keep an eye out as we uh, start to release over the next year plans for our traveling exhibition, which will hopefully be part of the whole soccer culture landscape in the next World Cup here in the U.S. in 2026. Yeah? Yeah. Three short years away. Three short years away. That's it. Okay. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.